Big show, Chuck Zach, Tony Kirk, leaving the yard, Zach and the Professor here on The Fan. 20 years and counting. Yeah, count us out. <laughs> I'm out of toes, I'm out of fingers. Yeah. 20, I'm done. Yeah, we're out of here. Not I no 12, know. I got 21, but yeah. I'm not going to do more than that. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if we... Not that all toes. <laughs> it's gone to the... Yes, it has. Yeah, south. We'll yes, that. yes. <laughs> Wait till 21. Yeah, that, yeah we'll that see. That season will not be pretty. Nope, it's yeah, not. It'll be all gnarly. All right, very nice. Yeah. So. Hey, we welcome you to the show today, the uh, Tuesday version, a little bit of a nice-ish day outside as we're getting ready for a little front to roll in. Tonight. Yes, of course. We can't have this type of weather for an extended period, and spring break's coming, so we got to get the cold and wet back in here. Yes, that would be about right. Yeah. I'm hoping for really? that maybe. One thing you know is on spring break in Tushkana is not going to be a very nice week. About the time school lets out yeah. Friday, that should be yeah. the end of good weather yeah. for 10 days. Yeah, we should have no more nice weather for a while. <laughs> Anyhow. Hey, coming up on the show today, uh, Michael Jackson is joining us. Who's a media darling these days. Oh, He's my everywhere. Gosh. He's done the car wash. Yep. He has been on every presentation. I has think. he? Oh, yeah. And and print. And print. Yeah. So. Well, you know, you don't get to go to the state finals every uh, every year, state uh, state yeah. tournament. And if you do, you, you ought to be everywhere. Yeah. Well, omnipresent. This way, don't get it very often. And what, you know, all year I called. Uh, I didn't really call. I just kind of stated the fact that it was not a very good year in the city for basketball. No, no, it was not. The Hooks Hornets, who are outliers. Yes, they have, are. Have made it a good year for Northeast Texas. Well, they, and they were very good last year. Yes. But just uh, didn't get a lot of playoff success out no. of it. But this year, they've kind of figured it out. And here they go, down to the state tournament. So 5.30, 5.30 Michael Jackson's going to be joining us. We'll get a chance to talk to the Hornets head basketball coach for the boys. Of course, there are uh, games going on today that will matter for the folks over um, the campus of Bringle. A&M Texarkana's guys and women both scheduled to play today in the uh, national tournament. Yes. I'll tell you what. We didn't talk about this Monday. We'll talk about it now. Well, they had the selection show last Thursday, or selection deal last Thursday. Yes, after we we left the After we left. So we didn't get a chance to really comment on it. Fridays anymore. No, we don't. I didn't mention it on Friday morning. I didn't do a lot of in-depth study. I mentioned they got a six and eleven seed in Indianapolis and New Orleans, that sort of thing, but didn't have any information on who they were playing at that point. Well, the who doesn't matter. What when, matters is where. Well, you know, the men lucked out. They got to go the there. men did all right. New Orleans yeah. is not bad. That's a pretty good trip for them. Yeah, the women who were the conference champions and the tournament champions of the Red River Athletic Conference. Undefeated in conference. 25-game winning streak. One loss all year. They got shipped to Indianapolis. Can't get a freaking ranking in the top 25. They did go in as a sixth seed. And got shipped to Indianapolis while LSU Shreveport, who finished second, gets to go to Alexandria where they're the host. Yeah. Sometimes it's who you know. Well, what we know is we got jobbed in this uh, yes, first two-round deal here. So, anyway, the women play tonight. Their, uh, their game's at uh, – what time do I have them? 7.15. 7.15. I wonder if uh, they'll have a link to that over at the A&M website. You would think. There's live, there's live videos and all that stuff all going right. on. You, It's the NAI. They're running NAI. that whole show. You can do that. They've got a grand view of Iowa. And uh, what about the uh, the uh, the gentlemen? Gentlemen tonight. What time do they play? Five thirty. Oh wow, they'll be 
underway while we're here. I got to go back to the uh, seven fifteen. It's actually Eastern time. The women they post score time. Are they, all the uh, game start times on Eastern time. The men they post them all in in Central time zone. All right. So the I'm men five thirty right. today. They got Tugaloo, Tugaloo. Mississippi down in uh, New Orleans. All right. They're at Loyola. All right. Play safe played. Play safe played. So it could be of help to them. Yes. They go in as an eleven seed. Yes, and Loyola is, of course, the home the home school, the host school in this. So they get a chance to see them yeah. again potentially. So all right. So that's what we got. I, I'm 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 a little bit missed about Loyola. Xavier's who they saw Xavier's that. who they get in yeah. conference. Or, yeah, they didn't yeah, see Loyola. They saw Xavier. I, I'm I'm miffed about the way the women got uh, dealt with here. Well, you shouldn't I just be don't surprised. Like I'm not, well, I am surprised. You're a conference champion unbeaten and a tournament champion. You ought to be having no a respect. better draw than you would think. having to go to Indiana while your number you two team think. sleeps in their bed yes. and drives 30 minutes or whatever it is down the road well, to Alexandria. All right, 90 minutes to yeah. Alexandria. But as an experience, wouldn't you rather go to Indianapolis than to go back to Alexandria? Part of the reason you go play college athletics is to go somewhere cool. It's got to be a better experience to go to Indianapolis than it is to go back they're to Alexandria. Where are they playing, actually? I don't even know if they're in Indianapolis. Is it at Butler? No, they're at, uh, where are they? Well, no, they are in Indianapolis. You're right about that. Huh. Marion, Indiana is the host, but they are in Indianapolis. All right. All right well, now it's a better deal to be in Indianapolis. Yes. So give them However, that. it's a disrespectful sign. It is as well. disrespectful. But for young ladies, this is an opportunity to get to go somewhere cool. I wish they had chartered them up there on a plane. No kidding. Instead, they rode up there on a. Are well, they going to go to the national bus. one on a, on yeah. a plane? I would hope. Well, that's an hour, isn't it? Yeah. Is there an airport there? Yes. I think there's one. There's a cornfield just landed yes. there. Simple. Of course, enough. I don't know. That that yeah. Buddy Holly Express, you don't want to take that no, one. No, no, no. That's no. not a cornfield you want to go yeah. down in. No. Wayland, uh, was it Wayland Baptist? Wayland, is it Wayland Baptist University? Yes, there is a yeah. Wayland Baptist. They got shipped to California to have to play their opening two games. It kind of sucks. That's Unless bad. it's somewhere cool. Where yeah, even Cal. so, I hope they flew them and not drove them. It's a long... That's a you long know what? trip. The New York Jets should have stopped by and picked them up on, on their, their way. way to Cali. Yeah. You were waiting all day for that, huh? You, you served that up. Well, I that's what I do. They could have a Jets landing out there at Wayland Baptist yeah. and then take them to Cali. Drop them off in Cali? <laughs> yes. And then pick up Aaron and take him back to New York? Well, why are you running it, Aaron? Uh, you know, I'm so sick of that story. No, you're not. Uh, no, I am. You don't understand. You stay up at night thinking about that story. No, I get up in the morning dreading you I'm going to hear more of this story. For that story. I'm, I'm longing for the end of this story. I am ready for both, all three parties. Pull the trigger. Either go ahead and make the deal or just pull the trigger and put me out of my misery. Either one. And now. Jets acquire Aaron Rodgers. Packers get some crappy draft choice. Move on. Jordan loves the quarterback. That's all. I'm ready to hear that. Until I hear that, I'm just, ugh. I don't want to hear any more of it. Oh, you want more? No, I don't. This is. Because when he gets to New York, it's just taking all thin. Yeah. It's just getting better. Yeah. That's the New York market. That's fine. But what, I don't have to. What, what number will he wear? Probably four. Just curious. <laughs> I don't care. I don't. The end. This is the. This is like deja vu. This all this is. It, we're 15 years in the future, and I'm reliving Brett Favre. Jordan Love does does this to us. If he's around 15 years from now, and this same crap's going on, I'm then, done. Then you've had a good run. I'm done. If, they, if he this goes 15 years. Years and he was a quality player. Yes. Oh, I'm, I have no problem with yes. Jordan Love at the moment today. When you're asking me, yeah. I he's a backup quarterback. People you know, love him. I, I know this is playfully painful for you, but you know, which is why you enjoy it. You could have been blessed with say 
Ryan Tannehill or somewhere for the last decade. You should Ryan be Tannehill's grateful. He's a quality quarterback. I am no, very he's a grateful. Spare, I am very no. He's a quality quarterback. He's a spare. He's fine. He's a good bus driver. He's, he's a fine. I am more than grateful of thirty years of Hall of Fame quarterback play. Then you shouldn't be complaining. I'm not. I'm. I'm just ready for this to be over. I'm ready for this part to be done. Every day, every single day, I'm ready for it to be over. How about the Giants though? Today, they went all in. I'm proud yeah. of the Giants. Yeah, they said we got our guy. I'm proud. You know, my Beezy and I had this talk last night for a while. Well, you up late talking to Beezy about yeah. Daniel Jones. Oh yeah, and and Saquon Barkley. We're talking about both of them, and the conversation of. Daniel Jones asking for forty million. He's not worth forty. I said, Yeah, he's worth forty. It's the market now. That's what I said. That's the market. He's yeah. going to get forty. In our minds, he may not be worth it, but well, in the NFL's minds, that's what they pay for top of the line starting quarterback. In our well, okay, you went top of the line. I don't know if he's top of the line. He's middle of the pack starting quarterbacks. That's what middle of the pack goes for. Carr got basically the same deal. Yeah. He got thirty-five, yeah. thirty-seven and a half. Jones got forty, and it really. Depends on what you have. I mean, when you're starting Jameis Winston, car at 150 seems like a pretty good deal. When you're the New York Giants and you looked up the road at the Washington Commanders for the last few years. Exactly. You're going, my guy's better than a lot of guys. You don't have to go that far. You can look across town and see what the Jets are trying to do. Yeah, it's true. I think I'm just saying. I think it's a great signing. If I'm the, I, I think it's a great. No, they it, got their guy. They have no choice. No, I, that's right. They've they they were in the Dak window two yes. three years ago. You got your guy. You're gonna have to pay yeah. him. You hope you're gonna get something out of this at the end. And he's better than the alternatives floating around the league. That's where you are yeah. right now. And, and and you don't want to start over and again. It's pretty similar to Dak, I think, in capability. Uh, in all of the above. Yes. And where he is in his career. A little bit further back, maybe, than yeah. Dak was. He hasn't had that injury that Dak's had. No, but he's been injury prone. He has had some injuries because he's a little light. He's not built. He is a little light. For the NFL. No, he's a little light. But he's got some athleticism. He can make some plays with his feet on occasions, but he does get hurt occasionally. And then they tag Saquon Barkley today. Yeah. Which basically says he's getting the same pay Tony Pollard's going to get. Yes. That makes sense to tag a running back. That way, if you begin to see the numbers tell off, because those guys go bad overnight. Yes. And Barkley's had some major injuries, and so you don't want to go long-term on Barkley. But unlike Zeke, where they ran him pretty hard. Well, the year off helped. Barkley Barkley hasn't gotten a lot of miles on the knees. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm looking at this going, all right, a tag year at $10 million. Yeah, but they can tag him two years in a row. They can. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm the Giants, that's yeah. exactly so what I'm I doing. Do. Two years in a row. I tag him tag, and then tag. say goodbye. And then if, you can't tag him again. No. You got two tags. Two tags, and then he's out. And if you cut, if you cut him at the top of his game, then you cut him. But, you yeah. know, the Titans are looking at trying to figure out a way to move Derrick Henry. Yeah. This is the best running back in the NFL. They're trying to figure out, okay, yeah. it's we're not getting any better with him. This is as nope. good as we're going to be. Nope. He's a chip we can move because he's only going to depreciate yes. from this point on. I like what the Giants did today. I don't disagree with that. No, I, I think I, I, both moves made sense yep. for them. This is going to be a very entertaining NFC East well, 2023. It was a surprising NFC East this year. Yes. And it has every right to have expectations of getting even better. Yep. I think you're right. So. All right, we got to take a break. It's 14 and a half after five. Don't forget, uh, Michael Jackson coming up on the show, the head coach of the Hooks Hornets, in about 15 minutes. So we'll take the break. We'll come back and uh, do one more segment before we get him on the line here on Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor on the Fan 107.9.
after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the fan, 1079-903-7355. is our number here in the Michelob Ultra Fan Cave. We'll be on it for, uh, well, we'll be open for a few minutes. 5.30, we're going to be back on that horn and uh, getting Michael Jackson in here. Get him on the hook. Hornets basketball. Yes. See what I did there? Uh, getting him on the hook. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. You're Same. just a barrel of pun this week. Uh, tomorrow, Chelsea Slider's in here. Looking forward to that. A little softball talk. Yeah. I haven't had softball talk in a while. It's fun. I enjoy it. We're I, doing it tomorrow. New Coach, Coach Trace was on with me a couple of weeks ago. I oh, enjoyed yeah. it. No, Coach no. Surratt's been on with me in the morning. Well, I haven't had that. I haven't had the softball fix yet. Well, some of that. Well, I'm getting I like some softball. tomorrow. Chelsea Slider in here tomorrow. Enjoy softball. Thursday, Chase Brewster. His daddy's birthday today. I texted Smoking Dave. Did you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Y'all still tight? Oh, yeah. Huh? Or buds. Buds. Yeah. That's so, when he was 39. 10 years now, if you and I are both still walking the planet, will you be uh, texting me on my birthday? I don't even know when your birthday is. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. How about that? Right. 20 right. years, I couldn't tell you when your birthday right. is. I can barely tell you when my wife's birthday is. Yeah. That one I know. The other ones, those kids. Every time the vet sends me a thing, like, it's your dog's birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. So I'm like, really? It's our dog's birthday? Yeah. No idea. Yep. Just kids, you know. Okay. Yeah. I won't say you do. Mine are, mine are easy because they're bunched together. So even if I don't have the right kid, I got kind of the right date. So you're in the neighborhood. I got a June 4. I got a June 7. It's in the I got a June... 18, I got a July 11. They're all kind of close okay. together. The kids and the wife are all right in that 30-day, 45-day window. Some week, it's somebody's birthday in there. The okay. dogs, I had no idea. That's what I'm doing Monday, by the way. Dogs to the vet for their checkups. Oh, that'll be fun. First thing out of spring break. Check them up. Go get shots. How often do they get those? What, how's that work? Once a year. Yeah, I'm not really into all that. Dogs really don't need all that. Well, you know, can I have to have a thing saying I don't have rabies so I can walk around town? Sark's an anti-vaxxer. Oh, it? Yeah. <laughs> really? And it, does it cost money? Wow. It's not cost. Sark's an anti-vaxxer. It's somebody's yeah. cheap butt's an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, he's anti-vaxxer. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I just got a text a minute ago from uh, our good friend Eric Aiken. Who's coming in here one day next week? I've already invited him in. We're we're gonna be gone Tuesday. We got Ellie baseball next Tuesday. Our, right. our once a week allotment is right. next Tuesday. They open district against Sulphur Springs next week, so we'll be having that game on the air. Uh, no telling what station they'll be on, but it'll be on one of them. Uh, so I'll try to get him in maybe Wednesday or Thursday. All right. Talk but about his All Star game. He sent me a thing just a minute ago. They've got the uh, All Star showdown. Was it season three, third year? I believe so third of these from the uh, FCA. They're sending uh, looks like a uh, June 1st basketball day. So what? We got basketball. Basketball. Football football the next day at Grimm. And then two weeks down the road. Usually delay the baseball just in case somebody's in the state tournament. Yes. Which you never know. Distinct possibility. So we got uh, we got those three events coming up very quick. Well, not very quickly. A couple of months down the road. We're in March already. Yes. Shocked by that. I was talking to a, a guy. You don't understand the whole calendar process. I understand it. It feels like some days, weeks, months move faster than the others do. Well, when you get in the fourth quarter like I do. You got to watch the clock. You're in the fourth quarter of life. I'm in the fourth quarter of life. When's that start? Well, if you take the average Which American male, about 74 is the average. Oh, no, I don't want to hear that. I'm in the fourth quarter. Well, you need to start oh, checking geez. on your clock management. Uh, nope, 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 nope. need to manage your clock a little better. No, my clock's managing just fine. Good God. That quarter went fast. That's the one that went by on me. I didn't realize that yeah. one was going. I thought I was still in the third quarter. No. I thought I had another six months, and I'm in the fourth. Maybe your genes are good. Maybe you're just still in the third quarter. Yeah, it would be nice if it was in the second. Yeah. I don't see that. At halftime. I think if that's the case, those last two quarters, you're going to look pretty rough. Oh, no. That fourth this all quarter, looks still good. Yeah. This still looks like it did 20 years ago. That I agree with. <laughs> I've seen very little change. 
That's right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. All right, some sports stuff. The uh, SEC tournament, we talked yesterday with uh, Andrew Monaco about. They're getting ready to tip off tomorrow. They begin tournament play. See anybody coming out of that you didn't expect? Coming out of this? Yeah, like they're going to win the tournament that you didn't, you know, weren't anticipating. Mm, I said a couple weeks ago I thought Arkansas could still make a move, but I don't know. so disappointed in their performance against Kentucky. But I still think they have a very talented roster and that there's the possibility they could mesh late. But Bama's been pretty consistent, and they seem content to let Miller play. And I'm not sold on, on Bama. And I know Miller today got SEC Player of the Year. Yeah. I, I'm they're they're playing with fire. These constant fall behinds, rally in the second half, slide on in with the win. They're they're playing with fire. Now they got beat by the Ags this weekend. I'm not sold on them wa- walking through and winning the tournament. Of course, the Ags are very hot as well. So, but I, I don't think Bama, A and M, or Tennessee would be a surprise to anyone. Probably not. Yeah. The surprise is we still have these conference tournaments. Why? Why? Yes, that's my well, question. Why is that a surprise? Why do we still have them? Well, for some teams, it's their last hope of getting into the, the big tournament. Yeah. I think that's kind of why. Yeah. I think the NCAA is okay with those because it does shuffle the deck and keep interest going, right? I mean, this week, if there weren't entries into the NCAA tournament, would anybody care about the conference tournaments? I've gotten where I really don't care because it doesn't matter anymore. The conference tournaments are so, you know, I can't get that excited. Oh, oh well, you know, we're going to take seven or eight teams. So if if you play really well, we'll take that eighth team. I just don't get excited. And it really screws over the smaller conferences. If you're a regular season champion in a smaller conference, you've got everything to lose. Yes, because you're probably only going to get one bid. Probably. And you're going to get screwed over if you stub your toe and lose. In your conference tournament, yes. Yeah. And if somebody that was unexpected yes. walks through one of the big ones, yeah. and Ar- no, Arkansas was already in. Right. That wasn't them. But pick the whoever's down at the bottom of the uh, SEC yeah. this year. LSU. Whoever. I don't yeah. think LSU's even in the, the thing. I don't think Georgia they qualified for Make their way through and manage to win the yeah. SEC tournament. Some mid-major just got yeah. knocked out. Yeah. Because they didn't win their conference yeah, tournament. I just don't I don't like the whole thing, to be honest. So you just want to do away with conference yeah. tournaments? I've been to some of these. Yeah. And, you know, I used to go to reunion back in the day. The Arkansas fans would show up right. for the Celtics. They loved it. Yeah. Nobody else cared. See, I don't get that. Nobody cared. I would figure the conference tournaments are a good draw, depending on where you yeah. locate it, that those are a pretty good yeah. draw. Well, you better put it somewhere where they love their basketballs. I don't. I've been to the Big Twelve tournament a couple of times. On a Thursday afternoon, the place is just well. Empty. The Thursday afternoon, it's just going to be. That's Thursday though. You know, I got a credential one year up in Dallas. All right, and went and uh, press row was half empty. It What's was just Thursday. There was there was no reason to be there. It was just bad, bad basketball. Empty seats. So what you're saying is you could cut the tournaments in half. No. Yeah. You could instead cut of making it four days, make it three. It's only done for TV money. You know, if your team's good, are you going to spend your Jimmy V? Doesn't happen if they don't win their conference tournament. Yeah, that's a great example. That is a great example. Yeah, you shouldn't have it. That guy shouldn't have been in. Are you? They won the national championship yeah, on a fluke. You got to win all these games to get to the national championship just, and win it. It's, you had to win that conference championship in the ACC and then work all the way through. It just makes the regular season less and less important. Well, it already is less and less important. And we already know that. It's just like MLB adding more playoff days. More, well, it just waters it down. All right. Well, thanks, Debbie Downer. We're gonna take a break. Not a conference tournament fan. Oh, I heard it. I got it now. I won't ask that ever again. We're going to take a timeout. We'll come right back. Michael Jackson joining us next. We're talking Hooks Hornets basketball. We'll see what he thinks. Conference tournaments or no? When we come back. Leaving the yard, Zach and the Professor on the fan. 107.9.
this up and down. back 31 minutes after five o'clock leaving the yard zach and the professor here on the fan 1079 and we're uh, hopping on the phone right away because joining us i'm assuming hot off the practice court is uh hooks hornets boys basketball coach michael jackson it is great to talk to you coach uh thanks for having me how was practice today i was actually really good uh, the guys are pretty focused and uh looking forward to after it this weekend. You're kind of a media darling this week, aren't you? I don't know about darling, but I've, I've had a few interviews. <laughs> oh, this is media darling. Trust me, you're you're darling right now. Yeah, everybody loves you now. Why you're winning? Everybody loves you. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, how was last weekend? You guys uh, won the regional tournament. Was it uh, everything you expected, or were you a little bit shocked? Um, I mean, I knew it was possible, so I wasn't shocked, but um, it lived up to everything I wanted it to be. It was definitely exciting. Um, I think probably what caught me off guard the most was the reaction of some of our fans. You've seen some of them that that have come to games for 30, 40 years faithfully, and and for them to to see them tearing up and getting emotional about um, us being able to go to state, you know, that's what really – kind of made it hit home uh for me that this was this was really a big deal and and really special for this community and that that made me proud did the kids get the same reaction do you think did it did it hit them oh man i didn't realize how how big my my dad my uncle my grandpa whatever how how important it was for them i think so i mean we've we've kind of talked about the last couple days about how you know how big it is and and you know how important it is for our community um, but I still like. I think they're getting it uh, day by day because there's more and more hype building up around it. Um, but I think when we get to San Antonio and they get to see all the teams there um, from different classifications and all the fans, and they kind of get to see um, that and experience that for themselves, I think that's whenever it'll truly set in. You mentioned going down to San Antonio. Is it the Hoosiers kind of? feeling about this you guys at the smaller levels at the the threes the twos the one you, you don't play in huge gyms all of a sudden you get a chance to go to a place where you look around and it's a little awe-inspiring and a little intimidating yeah the alamo dome is is way too spacious um you know it's a football arena that they convert into basketball so it's kind of it's not the best venue for basketball uh, in my opinion but to be able to play there is really exciting um, you know, I'm sure our kids will be in awe a little bit. Um, I know the first time I went down there just as a coach, uh, not even coaching a team, just to watch, um, you know, I was kind of blown away with how spacious it is. So, um, you know, I'm sure they'll, it'll kind of catch them off guard a little bit. Coach, this isn't your first row going down there. Talk about how you ended up at Hooks. Yeah, well, it's kind of a weird uh, situation. I mean, there was a lot of lot that went into it, but one of the the main thing was that my wife and I wanted to get to a smaller school to to raise our last two kids. Um, we had one in college at Oklahoma, um, and one that was going to be a senior. He was planning on going to school somewhere, you know, up in in Dallas, uh, Fort Worth area, and so we were trying to get closer to North Texas area. Um, and there really wasn't a whole lot open uh, because of COVID. Um, you know, in this, in all of North Texas, I mean, I think the only two that I remember were uh, at the time were Hooks and Chapel Hill in Mount Pleasant. Um, and so whenever I saw that Hooks was open, I, I have a buddy that used to coach here that coaches now at Barber's Hill, and I called him up and asked him about it. And um, he said it was the best job he's ever had and that he loved it. And so, uh, you know, we asked asked some questions about the administration and uh, athletic director and you know he he said they'd be great people to work for you know and, and had nothing but good things to say and so I went ahead and applied and, um, I have family in Arkansas you know around the Little Rock area so it really it wasn't as far 
far-fetched as it seems, you know, just coming from Houston on its, on the surface, but there was a lot of things that kind of played into it at the time, so. So you trust anything Pennington tells you? Yeah, I mean, you know, Pennington's a great guy. Um, you know, we we had gone to his tournament uh, down at Barber's Hill over Christmas probably, I think, three years in a row. We had won it two of the three years. Um, and I had – I. Whenever I lived in Houston, I coached uh, select AAU ball too, and I had a couple of his players, and so we'd talk all the time about that. Um, so you know, I, you know, usually if a coach tells you that it's a great place, then it's a great place because if if it's not, they'll tell you about all the the bumps in the road and the warts that the place has. But he really he had nothing but great things to say about it, and so um, you know, I thought at the very least I need to apply and check it out. Michael Jackson joining us live. He's the head coach down in Hooks, or over in Hooks right now. Uh, you, you, this isn't new. You guys have kind of snuck up on this the last couple of years. You had a very good team a year ago that got knocked out in the second right. round, I believe. Yes, sir. How, how, how is this one better than last year's team? Uh, well, uh, you know, I think last year we had, we started three sophomores and a junior. Um we only lost the one senior, and so uh, you know we have a lot of people back. They're a year older. They're a year more mature physically, mentally, uh, emotionally, even. And so we're we're a little bit able we're a little bit better able to weather some of the storms that come up. And you know when we get down, you know they have a lot of experience. Um, so they've been in games where we've been down, so they know that they can come back. Um, you know we've seen they've seen a lot over the last two years. Um, and that just adds up, you know, it's just the basketball experience add, adds up and the toughness adds up. And um, and then, you know, we had Rod Bailey move back um, and, uh, and you know, added Nate. Nate Campbell moved in. Um, and so that helped, you know, provide some, some extra pieces. But, um, you know, Really, it's just the the maturity of the guys that were here last year. Um, you know, just having all that experience under their belt. Last year, team went thirty and seven. I think if I was looking right at the schedule from a year ago, I think five of those seven losses were to Atlanta and White Oak. Right about that? Yeah, that's that's correct. We played Atlanta five times. Uh, they're in our district. We played them once each in two separate tournaments. And then because we tied for the district championship, uh, we had a, a seeding. We, we played a seeding game to see who would go first and who would go second. So we played them three times, and then we played White Oak in a tournament and then lost to them, um, obviously, in the second round. And, and getting into so. – the question actually is a two-parter because leading into this year, you had a chance to see White Oak in an in a early December tournament – and obviously, you got a right. hold of Atlanta and beat them once you got to district. Were those big milestone wins for this group of young guys who are trying to feel out how to be better than a year ago to kind of slay those dragons from a year ago? Yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, I, you know, we ended up losing to, to White Oak again, so we really didn't slay that. But it was, you know, there was a lot of factors in that. But I, th- I think just playing them again, um, we played well against Atlanta, especially the second time. Um I, really, it may have even been the Jefferson game. You know, we lost to them early in the year, um, and they went to regionals last year, so we lost to them early in the year. Then when we beat them the, uh, the second time we played them, uh, I think we you know, beat them by maybe 15 points. And so um, I thought that was a big a big win and a big confidence booster uh, for our guys. And, and then, you know, it paid off, you know, when we played them again in the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, I think just the familiarity with with White Oak and and Atlanta and being able to be successful at least against Atlanta did help for sure. How good's that rivalry been between you two? Uh, it's great. I mean, that's what that's what high school basketball should be about. You know, both both communities come out and support um, you know really well. Uh, their coach is actually from Hooks, and so that adds a little um, you know drama to it. And it, the games are always close. Uh, you know, two of the games last year, I think, went to double overtime. Um, and so they're just – it's its a good rivalry. It's a friendly rivalry. I mean, there's no hard feelings afterwards. You know, we just get after it and compete and, um, you know, give give our best and they give their best, and that's what it, that's how it should be played. 
We'll go back to this Friday night. You got uh, Ponder and Double Overtime. You're playing at a gym that I've been told they play at every year. They've been there like 10 years in the playoffs. You've got them there. And, uh, your kids you talked about the crown, the noise, and everything. And did you have anybody in foul trouble? Just talk us through the double time win against Ponder. Well, I'm going to start with the last part of that. We definitely had uh, somebody in foul trouble. One of our starters, and uh, Jatavius Johnson. He's, you know, if he's not our leading scorer, he's one of our. We have three guys that average around like 11 point something per game, and he's one of those three. So he's one of our leading scorers. Uh, he's one of our best defensive players. He got in foul trouble and had to miss a lot of the game just because of that. And then every time I put him in, they'd call a foul on him. And so um, he ended up fouling out before overtime. So we had to play both overtimes without him, which was, you know, kind of, uh, well, it's a big deal, but it, it was kind of nerve wracking. Uh, but Rod Bailey stepped up and, and extremely well in his absence. Um, I wasn't really worried about the crowd. We, we play in front of, you know, our, our fans travel really well. Um, so every gym we're in, it's loud. The, the Mount Pleasant gym was rocking on Tuesday against Jefferson. Uh, we pretty much packed that thing out. Um, and they, they did a great job and brought a lot of fans too. So I wasn't as worried about the fans or the crowd or the noise. Um, I didn't know that Ponder plays there every year. I really honestly didn't care. They had to play us on that night, and that's all I was really worried about, and just making sure that we were able to to defend them and, and you know, play well on, on our end. Now, on the game winner, is that just how you drew it up? Yeah, that's exactly how no. – <laughs> uh, no, that was not at all how I drew it up. But people were not in the right spots. And, uh, you know, it, the, the play was for Carvion Johnson to go one-on-one. We felt like the kid would have trouble staying in front of him, and he did. Um for some reason, that side of the court was well. That side of the court was supposed to have two people on it, uh, and for some reason, that side of the court only had one person on it, and there was three on the other side. Um, and so Keyshawn just stepped back and away from his man, and his man stepped towards uh, Carvion whenever he went by his man. And so um, there was quite a bit of separation there. And you know, I don't maybe I should have drawn it up that way because it worked out and, and you know, it, he had a lot more space to work with than, than he would have how, how I drew it up. You know, you, you say it like that. And it's the thing I love about basketball. It's it's jazz. You know what I mean? It's improvisation yeah. oftentimes where you think it's going to be this right. thing, but the players have to have the wherewithal to be able to understand within what you want, there's got to be some freedom to make decisions that ultimately result in a thing like this. Yes, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, we definitely want our guys to have a little bit of freedom. Um, you know, we don't want to have, we don't want them to go out there and just play street ball. But um, within what we're doing, we you know we want them to be able to make their own plays and and make good decisions. Um, and so there's a constant uh, you know back and forth there between making good decisions and and being aggressive, not being over aggressive, those type of things. Michael Jackson joining us from Hooks. Now, I'm sure you have scouted up Hitchcock a little bit. We had to figure yeah. out where it was uh, yesterday when we were talking about you guys. Yeah, it's actually from, I'm from Angleton, which is south of Houston, and uh, Hitchcock's probably 30, 45 minutes away, so I'm, I'm pretty familiar with with that area. Now, they got a little bit of size. They look like they're about like yeah. you guys, although I think they had three that I looked on in the roster that were 6'5", 6'5", 6'5". That's pretty big for a 3 yeah, school. Yeah, they they may even have four. I mean, they maybe five. They've got they've got quite a few six four six five guys, um, you know, and and they're pretty long and and athletic. And and I agree. I think they're a lot like us from a physical standpoint. They probably have more. Um, they play more guys that have size than than we do. Um, but you know. You can only play two at a time if they're going to play inside. So, um, you know, we'll play two, they'll play two, and if they want to rotate their guys, that's fine. Now, Hitchcock was here last year too, weren't they? Yes, sir. Yeah, they they made it last year. So I think, you know, I've heard a lot of talk that they're the favorite, and I I understand that's probably, you know, a big part of it. They were 
there last year. They've had a really good year, um, so that makes a lot of sense. They played really well last year too. I remember watching them. So that'll that's an advantage for them to to have experienced it. They're not going to be in awe, um, you know. Just like we learned from our season last year, they have too, and, and I'm sure that's going to be a big factor. Coach, have you got any kids that are just straight basketball? Uh, we have two, I believe, um, Nate Campbell and uh, Landon Hamilton um, for straight basketball. Um, we have a couple on the bench, Price Clements and or Price Clemens and uh, Ryland Baird are both uh, basketball guys. Although Ryland also does cross country and maybe tennis, um, I think that's it though. You mentioned AAU earlier, travel ball. Have you got kids mm-hmm. that are playing travel ball during the summer? Yeah, we've had a few. Um, you know, Carvion and uh, Jatavius play uh, quite a bit. Um, Landon used to. He didn't play this past summer. Um, I think Rod Bailey played last year, last summer for somebody in Arkansas. Um but uh, and we have a lot of younger kids that play. Um, that's that's our younger groups are, are probably more active than that than our our varsity guys right now. Now we hear baseball coaches that don't just love travel ball, but most of the time basketball coaches I know uh, they're happy to have them play ball all the time. Yeah, I think. It depends on who you talk to. I mean, in the situation they're in. I mean, it, there's definitely some issues with travel ball. It depends on who's coaching them, you know, what 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 type of travel ball they're in. If they're on a national team that's traveling all over the place, that could get kind of dicey because uh, you could end up losing your kids to one of these uh, bigger schools that recruit, and whether it's a you know a, a national level school or you know whatever. Um, but the the teams that play more local um, or regional, you know, go to Dallas on the weekends or Little Rock or Shreveport. Um, you know, I think I think most coaches would be happy to have their kids play in some of that stuff um, pretty often. Not really so much because of what they're learning, like on the court, but it's just it's just got a basketball in their hands. They're getting shots up. They're practicing year round. Uh, they're competing year round. So that that type of stuff adds up over over time. See, and your perspective is different than a lot of other high school coaches. Having done AAU, a lot of the coaches are going to say, and we're going to have you know, have this discussion about baseball on Thursday with Chase Brewster uh, from Sticks, and, and, and the talk of the high school coaches oftentimes is, well, you know, they look at their stat sheet and they worry about the shots they get up, or in case of baseball, they're at bats, but the team thing kind of falls by the wayside. So can t- tell right. me, as, a, as an AAU guy, how high school coaches aren't seeing the whole picture when they make that argument. Um, to be honest with you, I think it's kind of a valid argument. I mean, I, <laughs> whenever I Whenever I coach AAU, it's just a different. It's just a different thing. You're you're not. You're trying to win. You're trying to compete. But at the same time, your focus should be on developing players, um, getting a lot of players minutes. Um, and so the winning is important, but is not the main thing. Um, and then, you know, you. AAU is different because there's no there's no community there's no team aspect so if you know your kid's not playing as much as you want you just go to a different team um, if the coach yells at you too much you just go to a different team and so uh, you start to see that bleed over into high school some now um, you know especially in the Houston and Dallas areas so that that's a problem with it uh, but on the flip side of it is if it's done correctly you're you've got a coach that is trying to help your kid develop and and get better as a basketball player and um you know hopefully they're communicating some of those things with you and um you know what do you want them to work on what do you see in their weaknesses are you know um you know but that's not always the case so i get i see both sides to be honest with you i mean i really do all right. Well, let's talk about the schedule. You got uh, your game is uh, the early game, I believe, on Thursday. 
So what happens now? You you get off the air with us. It's almost six o'clock. What's the next forty eight hours looking like? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna leave first thing in the morning. Uh, we're gonna leave around six forty five and and head down to San Antonio. Um, you know, we'll stop somewhere and and eat lunch and then uh, get down there. We have a shoot around um, around four o'clock in the Alamo Dome, so that'll be our kids' first time to be in there and see everything. Um, and then. Um, that's pretty much it for tomorrow. We'll, you know, we'll go eat dinner somewhere and get back to the hotel room and try to, you know, relax for the night. And then tomorrow, uh, we play at one thirty, and so we'll have to get there around eleven thirty. There's like a team photo and stuff that we do, and um, you can shoot around before the game. And so we'll get there early for that. Um, when we get done. You know, hopefully we win. If we win, we'll watch the the game after us because it'll be who we play in the championship. And then uh, we'll go eat dinner and, I don't know, kind of see what the kids want to do. If they want to go back and watch the the 5A game at 830 or if they want to, you know, just hang out at the hotel or whatever. So that's kind of how we're playing it right now. Charter bus? Oh, yeah. Yeah, our our administration and and, – you know, boosters and everybody else have, have made sure that they were taking a charter bus down there. And I, I'll be honest with you before we let you get out of here, because I, I, I've got a concern. My wife taught okay. five years in Hooks, and I love, okay. the, I love the folks, and she loved the district. But when we got a text message today telling us who is your, your pep rally speaker, yeah, it made me change oh, my whole perspective yeah. when I heard Jason Boston got a microphone and a captive audience – and you can go wild. Hey, I thought he was awesome, man. I mean, he, <laughs> he, he brought the energy, so I didn't have to. I mean, this, this, as exciting as it is, there's a lot that goes into it um, that can get kind of um, draining. And so I was, I was more than happy to let him be the energy guy. <laughs> he, he, he's built to be the energy guy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he, he was amazing. He did a, he did a really good job. Well, I'm not going to say that out loud because he's going to get a big head if he hears this. Well, he's going to get one, or he already. <laughs> <laughs> good point. And so give a cheer, give a fight. Hooks high forever. Go get them. All right. Well, I appreciate that, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Um, you know, go on it. You bet. Coach, good luck this week. And hopefully uh, you're, you're not turning around coming home. You're staying all the way through to the end of the week and uh, get you maybe a Saturday uh, championship game. That's the plan. There you go. Appreciate you very much, Coach. All right. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. That's Michael Jackson. He's the head coach over at Hooks. And as you just heard, his Hornets are uh, getting ready to move on to the uh, state semifinals. They will play at 1.30 on Thursday afternoon. They'll take on Hitchcock, the Bulldogs, in the first game of the semifinals. The second game, Lytle and uh, Childress. I was looking at the Childress roster. I don't know that Childress has a guy taller than 5, 9, or 10. It's like 15 guys who are all between 5, 6, or 7 and about 5, 10. Uh, they must come in waves at you or stand on other guys' shoulders because it looks like a very small team. But they're in the state semifinals with a, a record of 27-7, and seven, so don't discount them. Yeah, and uh, they'll pass the ball about six times before they consider taking a shot. You're probably right, exactly. At West Texas basketball. That's what you get. It's, it doesn't matter if it's girls or the guys. That's kind of how it is. All right, I tell you what, we've got about a minute and a half or so before we get out of here for the day. We want to remind folks, uh, Kirk and Company tomorrow. Yes, I haven't heard back from Coach Outlaw, but hopefully he'll get me somebody on in the morning. If not, I'll just fly solo. All right, and we remind you as well, tomorrow on the show, Chelsea Slider is going to be joining us. We'll talk softball with the Texas High uh, softball coach. And then uh, we mentioned it during the uh, interview with Coach Jackson, but Chase Brewster is going to be in studio on Thursday, our first chance to get to uh, sit down with the uh, the guy behind the Sticks baseball program. He'll be in here for the second half of the show Thursday, and uh, we are very much looking forward to that conversation. And yeah. Like I said, today's his dad's 63rd birthday, which if you know Smoking Dave, and as he said it to me this this uh, morning when I texted him, didn't think I'd make it that long. Uh, <laughs> the way Smoking Dave lived, I don't blame him. He's he's right. I wasn't sure he's going to make it either. Well, that's the old Mickey Mantle out. If I knew I was going to live this long, I'd have taken better right. care of myself. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? All right, what else you got? Last uh, minute and a half. 
see. I hadn't considered it. Uh, we really don't have a lot going on tonight. There's nothing I, going well, on. I was, thinking, I was trying to think if we have any sports in town. About Mavs? Are the Mavs playing? I don't know. The Mavs What's right that? now. I'm, uh, Kyrie. They're the 40 twins. <sighs> They're going to need. The Mavs have a new number. You know, during the Avery Johnson era, if the Mavs held their opponent under 100. They won. They won. Yeah. They've got a new magic number now. Okay. If they score 130, they win. Well, I think most of they score 130 are going to win. Well, that's who the Mavs are now. If they don't score 130, they don't win. Well, don't you love that? You're a fan of shots. You like getting the ball up. I don't like shots. Points. I don't like pop-thugging people, but at the same time, a little defense would be nice. This is a new you I've never seen before. They just don't have anybody that can guard anybody. Anybody. Right. Yeah, they just, traded them away. Yeah. They traded away all their defense. Yes. Just, it's it's very mystifying, but they'll be nuts when both of them score 40 and they'll get their 130 and they'll win. But And they'll be exciting. I just don't. It's hard to watch. How is it hard to watch? Because they spit leads so bad. They could be up. They get, they'll get blazing hot in a half yes. or a quarter. Yes. And then they can't hold on to a lead because they literally can't stop anyone. But it's exciting. No, it's not. I, there's nothing more painful than watching the team you're rooting for just not be able to stop the bleeding. Can't finish. That's what you're can't telling me. Finish. Can't finish. Yeah. All right, hang on. I got I to gotta kill a bunch of stuff here. I left... I left a spot, a break get out of the way, and then I left a bunch of uh, segments here uh, kind of bleed out. So let me do this, and let me do this, and let me do this, and then we'll do this. I'm sure and I can go home tonight and watch some uh, conference tournament where some 30-2 and two team who's won the regular season gets knocked out. By a 17-20-team yeah. or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, you have to look forward to this week. All right, we're done. You guys, take it easy. Have a great rest of your evening. We'll uh, talk to you again tomorrow, 5 o'clock right here. Don't forget Kirk and Company tomorrow morning at 7. here on the fan, 1079. Appreciate Michael Jackson joining us today. overlooking a bluff on Pettyjean, floated the buffalo, taken a leisurely drive through